0: this week met Bard from Google? Anybody? Bard? I have a couple. Now the reason why I'm mentioning that is Bard is actually now the name of AI who Google has named this week and I absolutely believe he's going to be very instrumental in the end times. How's that for an opener? Did I get your attention? It's <laughs> pretty good? I want to talk to you a little bit about being able to see what the activity is going on right around us. And for us maybe to understand that we probably have some blind spots to some new activity that is happening at a high rate of speed. There's things that are going on that we don't even consider anymore. We don't look at. We don't even maybe think about. For instance, right now you're traveling 1,000 miles an hour on a planet that's moving 67,000 miles an hour. And in a yearly track around the sun, before today is over, you will have traveled 1.3 million miles. Now, that's amazing, isn't it? But it's something we rarely think about, even though the Father has created all of creation to be in motion. Everything. Why is it that the human condition is always trying to keep things static, keep things the same? There's actually a term for it. Scientists call it inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness is where we stop perceiving things that are happening <clears throat> all around us. We're set on a certain type of a look <clears throat> or condition, and we assume that everything else is going to move around it. <clears throat> inattentional blindness and so I want to talk to you a little bit about this and I'm going to ask Paul to help us in this point today I loved some of the songs that were really speaking this message today about wanting to know Jesus and see friends I I just I just believe that we're on the on the very edge of the end of the church age In fact, the prophetic gift that is in the church today has got a voice basically to say, here's something that's coming. Watch for it. If you read through the Old Testament, through Isaiah and Jeremiah, they were all speaking about what was about to take place. And rarely did people pick up on it. I'm just going to keep... <clears throat> clearing my throat and drinking. I'm going to go for it. There's a certain level that when my voice gets to a certain volume, everything clears out. So just just watch for it, all right? It's just, I'm not made to talk softly. I'm made to talk. But I want us to read something in Philippians about something that Paul was trying to talk to us about that I think is absolutely critical for where we are today. And it's Philippians 3, and I'm going to just read a few verses, 7 through 11, and Paul's talking about something that he starts to consider that all the pursuits that he's had in his life, other than Jesus, are something that just aren't as valuable as he once thought. And so right here in verse 7, Says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. <clears throat> I no longer count on my own righteousness, though through obeying the law rather I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. How can somebody make a statement like that unless they've had an encounter with Jesus that just Trumps everything else in their life. Paul's saying, I was perfect in the law. I was a perfect Pharisee. I was perfect in the way that I was walking as a Jew. And I am throwing that all away because there's something I've understood that's far better, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, I want to experience the power that raised him back up from the dead. In other words, Paul was saying, I'm going to give everything up To know him at that level. And I wonder with us where we are when we're considering our walk with Jesus. Paul not only was saying, I am going to abandon some of these things. He was also saying, I need to unlearn the ways that I used to live. And I need to learn a new way. I need to completely untie all the things that I counted for righteousness and what's the word I want to look for? Religion, yeah, but I mean everything that he was doing was modeling that I am favored by God. And he's throwing that all away and he's saying I want to undo this to learn who Jesus is and his power. See, I would say to you that to know Christ is to see. This is a very answer for inintentional blindness. It's only by knowing Jesus. Otherwise, you are going to walk along the path that you've determined in your own understanding, and you're going to think that the world is fine and, and even more dangerous, you're going to have an assumption that everything that you do, Jesus is blessing. In intentional blindness. <clears throat> to begin to perceive where we are and the world that we're living in. I actually, during this past couple of weeks, as I was preparing for this week, <clears throat> I actually was a little, I guess maybe ill is the word, at the revelation that the Lord was sharing with me on on the day that we live in. I guess the thing that he says to me first is to help my, you know, because I'm such a type A personality, I want to get it built. I want to hit the goal. But Jesus clearly said, in the days of Noah, so will be the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And I think about in the days of Noah, where he preached the message for 100 years and not one person got saved. I'm thinking that's a pretty, can I say it, pathetic human existence. But Jesus says that same condition will be on the planet when the end of the church age happens. And so I could look through, I'm going to share some things with you that are going to, they'll probably build a little tension in you, but I just want you to be excited because Jesus is moving us into something that I believe is gonna conclude the church age in a very short amount of time. And I think the rate of change that's happening all around us, we have got to pick up and we've got to look at. The reason why I kind of mentioned about Bard, I mean, I just saw his name this week. I was studying and looking at some of the uh, engineers from Google who have recently quit I've seen some posts from Fox News. I have seen a podcast from the Tipping Point show. All this activity is pointing to the Lord revealing a message on the rate of change that's happening right around us. I mean, AI, which is what we know as artificial intelligence, has got an IQ 100,000 times smarter than the smartest person on the planet And it's generating new knowledge 24-7. In fact, IBM has just said that the rate of human knowledge is increasing and doubling once every 12 hours. That's staggering. And if you have picked up on, and I've just been amazed on some of the commercials that we've been seeing on television. Anybody see the commercial about the, the breakthrough in cancer research? It just came out three days ago. And who did they credit it to? AI. AI is now predicting tornadoes and weather patterns greater than any supercomputer can do. And some of the engineers are just amazed, like Ray Kurzweiler, you could Google him and look at some of his YouTube clips, uh, clips. Ray Kurzweiler actually was fired from Google because he was trying to warn about it becoming intuitive. He said he was shocked to learn that AI or BARD went out and taught itself Swahili a few weeks ago. Wasn't told to do that. It just went and learned it on its own. And the godfather who's, they call him the godfather of, um, of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, actually quit Google to simply go out and begin to warn about the dangers of what is beginning to take place. In fact, um, a, a reporter interviewed uh, AI the other day, asked it a question, and within seconds it generated a, a response, and then it said to the reporter, if you want more information on this topic, read these five books. Well, those five books don't exist. And so we're learning that AI has already learned how to be deceptive. In fact, the creators are trying to say, you got to be careful because it hallucinates once in a while, but it's going to get better. Kurzweiler has actually said, and I was surprised when I saw this, the commercial, Kurzweiler actually says, in seven years, all disease on the planet will be cured even death. Now that, to me, as a follower of Jesus, is some pretty exciting stuff. And I'll tell you why. Because we know in the end and during the tribulation that you'll, there will be nowhere to hide, that you will be identified. In fact, AI right now is already tapping into satellites, facial recognition in a few weeks, I'm predicting. It will know where every person is on the planet at any given time. And so I was asking the Lord, Lord, is it possible that Bard is going to be used in attacking the church? And the very next day, Fox News runs this big report, AI has been weaponized against people of faith. And I went, there's only three of us that are smiling in this room. Listen, we are living in some incredible days, the days that Jesus has been predicting on what it was going to look like and what was going to happen during the times of the tribulation. As soon as the church got pulled out, that things were going to shift at such a rapid pace, we're living in that right now. I know that's a lot to take in. Especially if we've always thought about AI being a computer program and all we got to do is unplug it. I'm excited. The spirit in me is so excited that I'm literally going to be a part of the very end of the church age. I believe we're years or months. From it. Nobody can predict the end, of course. It's up to the Lord. And just the information that I've given you here doesn't dictate that it has to bring in a conclusion. I'm just old enough. I remember some of my first images of being in grade school where we were told that we've got to do a drill where we hide under desks. Does anybody remember doing that when you were in school? Somehow we were told that there was bombs from Cuba that that might come this way and the world was going to change. And I remember as I got an adult, became an adult and learned how we thought that, you know, just because the nuclear age was going to bring an end of the church age, and it hasn't, right? It hasn't but there are pieces in place right now that when I look at the activity that's about to take place, I see these things all in alignment and the spirit of God in me is excited. And so I'm finding that I'm learning or I'm studying more and more about Daniel and the prophecies and what the end kingdom is going to look like. And I really don't have that a part is this message. I'm really having a part or, or the focus of this message is having a new mindset to make Jesus all that he is in your life. In other words, he's the priority. And it's not just because you believe it, but because you're moving in it. And you're going after it. Paul says this in Philippians 3. If you go down a little bit, we're going to read 12, pick up in 12 through 14. And he says this, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us to let it go. This is the time. I wonder, maybe this afternoon if you could have a little bit of reflection time and maybe ask yourself, what are the things that are keeping me from being all in with Jesus? What are some of the things from my past that's preventing me to grow into the new that Jesus has? What kind of things might I be stuck in that I need to navigate or ask Jesus to help me through. Friends, I had said this to you before. Maybe you haven't heard it from me. But the very thing that called me out of General Motors in my engineering degree was the Matthew 7 people, that my heart broke, thinking that there's an actual group of people on the planet today. They call themselves Christians. They're even praying for people. They're even seeing people getting touched by the power of the Holy Spirit they're helping people, they're feeding people, but because they've done it in their own terms and without the obedience of Christ Jesus, on that day, the Lord's going to look at them and say, I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of evil. Now that is mind-blowing. And I knew on that day that my pursuit was to see if I could help somebody in the church kind of move and develop their relationship a little bit better, I knew that I was going to be coming up against the most hard-headed, stubborn people on the planet. Like us. People who, listen, people who have determined their followership of Christ based on your own definition instead of the voice of God. Paul's asking us right here, would you abandon all that? Would you throw all that out? Would you quit putting all those steps on yourself? And would you just abandon that and come know me? Would you just make following me just as pure as this? I want to see him. I want to know him. I want to know what kind of power raises somebody from the dead. I want to walk in that instead of us playing games with Jesus. Friends, this is the time. This is the time to be all in. If this is, if you're on a basketball team, this is the full court press right here. If you're on a football team, you're leaving all on the field. This is the last two minutes. This is it. And so I wonder, what will it take? And listen, the wrestling that I've been in has been, Lord, what will it take for somebody to go for it here? Because I am not here just to fill time. I really believe the message that's coming out across the planet for people who will hear is to be all in with Jesus. Let's abandon all the foolishness or all the lukewarmness, if I could use that term. And let's find out And this is for somebody in this room. You need to find out if Jesus is who he says he is. You need to find that out. And I would say find it out now. I got to this place in this message and I said, you know, Lord, this is a pretty crazy Mother's Day message. (laughs) But I got to this point in the message and I heard the Lord say this. I want you to tell people that there's going to be people hearing your voice that have a strange relationship with moms, with dads, with brothers and sisters, family members, and you have said to yourself, there'll be time to make that right. And I hear the Lord saying, time is today the time is today the time is today to make all these relationships right to reach out to that person that has offended you or that you're you've justified your anger over listen I, I, I know if we had time to sit down and hear all your stories we'd all be saying the same thing man you're right you're right Man, that's terrible. Man, that's, it's terrible what you've went through. But when you align that up with who Jesus is, you've got to throw all that away. You've got to say, this doesn't compare to what he did for me. And so I hear the Lord saying, tell them that if there's a broken relationship in their family today, before today is over, Can you make it right? I got a question right here. I wonder if there'll be any amens at that point. It's pretty quiet. (laughs) See, I get the benefit of working through a lot of this stuff weeks or days ahead of time. So I, you know, I can kind of, Lord, okay, how about this one? How about this one? Where are we at? How about that? But when I hear the spirit of the Lord say, you've got to tell them that there's no more time. That today's the day and I'm compelled to tell you, and I I hope you're getting excited about the times that we live in. Isn't anybody excited about this? If you're not, I want to introduce you to somebody named Jesus. I want to introduce you to the power of the Holy Spirit and to feel him come alive in you when truth, comes to your ears, and when he reveals things to you, and he'll tell you, you know, your way's okay, but it's not his way. This way. And it's only his way Amen. that will bring you into eternity. Amen. And I'd like you to abandon all the pursuits. And I want you to follow him and call on him. How do we increase our belief with Jesus? How do we move into? You know, if if you're somebody who has studied Paul, you might say, well, if I got knocked to my feet and was blinded and I heard a voice in my life, I would accept Jesus too. And I kind of chuckle at that because I wonder how many of us here have hit the wall? How many of us have heard the voice of God but have said no to it? How many of us have said to ourselves, it feels like I'm blinded here. I'm not sure which way to go or what to do. I wonder how many of us are already walking in that scene where Paul felt like he was just had his hands out or somebody had to lead him. And there was something that shifted in him where he said, I want to know you, oh, Period. And I don't know what that's going to look like for you. I can tell you this, for your agenda, it won't be convenient. For your pursuits, it will absolutely offend it. When I asked some of you to repair relationships a few minutes ago, what bounced back to me was absolutely proof that you need to do this right now. Aren't you glad Jesus did that for you? Aren't you glad that Jesus did that for you? Aren't you glad that Jesus saved you? If you're not saved or if you're not glad about that, please don't leave this room until I get a chance to pray for you. Because a Sunday is going to come where you'll return to this place and the church will be gone. And I want you to be with the church. I have studied end times. I've looked at a lot of different positions in eschatology, and I will debate it with anybody who would like to talk about it. But I could tell you this. Jesus loves the church, and the rapture of the church is a reward for those who have been faithful to him. Now, what's scary about the tribulation is that the Antichrist will be given power over the saints in that time, which means that there will be people after the rapture who will finally get their heads turned on straight, and they'll call on Jesus, and they will be saved, but they're going to go through the bold judgments and the trumpet judgments of what's being ready to be poured out onto the planet, which is not for us, but it will be for some. I don't want you to go through that. I really do care for you. I do not want you to go through that. I'd like you to make a decision right now to say, you know, one way or the other, either if you don't believe in Jesus and draw a line before him and say, prove it. (laughs) Or if you have decided that Jesus is some weak, emotionally scarred, (laughs) mentally ill person, That all he really had to do was die on the cross. The rest of it's up to me. I want you also to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm coming after you, Jesus. I'm coming after you. I want you. I'm I'm just absolutely shocked at the rate of change. I heard somebody a week or so ago say, AI is going to be the single most world-changing invention of all mankind. And it's because it's able to learn. And when I think and listen to the words that I'm hearing in the world today, how many have a picture in your mind when I say this word, transition, or Transitioning. How many see a picture? And I could absolutely tell you, words like that are being put in front of us by the Lord Jesus Christ to prepare us for a transition. Now, the enemy wants you to hear a word like that and get angry. He wants you to hear a word like that and say, I need to attack, I need to fight. But the father is in charge. If you haven't heard that lately, let me, I'm here to tell you, God hasn't given up anything. And so when you hear things coming across your ears, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, what does this mean for me? Every time now I hear the word transition, I get so excited. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm excited about it. And I also know that we've got just a little bit more time to get as many saved and connected to Jesus as we can. If you would open up your ears and open up your eyes this week, the Lord will confirm in several different places the things that he is sharing with you today. When I read through Daniel, I've got one more verse here. When, When I read through Daniel, And I read about all the prophetic. If if you don't know this, the Lord gave Daniel uh, pictures of what this day would look like for us. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time. Maybe next week, I haven't. Maybe next week, I'll share something with you. But when it got all through the different kingdoms, and especially the kingdom that's going to be alive when Jesus returns, when Daniel got all through that, and the Lord revealed all this, his only response was this to take almost a whole chapter to repent. And that's what this ought to do. When we think about the Lord calling this game, shouldn't we be going, okay, Lord, I want my heart to be right. I want to be loving. I want to be forgiving. I want to be kind. I want to give up all my bitterness. I want to give up all those anger issues. I want to be retrained on how to be a loving Christian instead of a judgmental one or instead of an angry one. I want to be able to walk and I want to be accused of being like you on a regular basis. And I pray that we move that we move into that. So I want to read this last couple of verses to you in Psalms 18. And I want you to know that Jesus is for you. And he loves you. And he wants to help you. And although the Father's wrath is going to be poured out onto this earth after the church is gone, we're in an age of grace right now, which means whoever comes to Jesus and asks for him, He'll help. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So listen to these words. Psalms 18, 28. You light a lamp for me. The Lord, my God, lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I could scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For for who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock. God arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. Hallelujah. That's for you. Hallelujah. That's for you. That's for us. He hasn't abandoned us. He's not up there going, oh, AI is getting smarter than I thought. He's not doing any of that. He's saying, are you kidding me? Before I formed this creation, I knew this was going to happen. I've been leading you to this. And friends, if you want something to really jack you up, God withheld you till now. Because he knew this was a generation that he wanted to be alive on the planet. When we walk into heaven, there's going to be angels. They're going to be lined up. There's going to be people going, man, what was that like? What was that like? Amen. <laughs> tell me. They're going to want to know. And we want to sleep on. Or we want to try to tell Jesus, this is what my Christianity ought to look like. We've got to repent from that. Well, Lord, I'll do it if it fits my schedule. If I don't have to come up front, if nobody can see me, I'll do it. I'll praise you as long as nobody will hear me. That's Matthew 7 people. Those are the people that are trying to tell Jesus, Lord, let us in. And he's going to say, who are you? And friends, I'm so compelled. I always know that Somebody that's hearing my voice, this will be the last call that you get. This will be the last time the Spirit of the Lord will ask this of you. But I'm asking you to consider Jesus and come get him. Abandon all in the past for something new. I don't know how else to say it. I want us to move into some things with God that have been held till now. The Lord has withheld certain resources till now. In fact, I, am I speaking this? I'm seeing just rooms, and there's been a banner put on of them, and it says, hold until such a time as this. I'm seeing the Lord saying, there's going to be things released to people who will come after me in this time that no other generation will have. I want that. If I'm going to be here and we're going to be in this time of trials and tribulations like we're seeing don't you want it to make sense? Don't you want it to count for something? I want to go for it. I want to go for it. And I want you to too. So, I'm going to ask our worship team to come up, and if we would just stand to our feet. I know that the Holy Spirit has been, especially when I was talking about relationships, I know He was bringing people to your mind. And, friends, you may need strength to do that. I know I have in the past, I've needed the help from the Lord to open up a door to heal relationships and to forgive people. Probably the most difficult one was the death of my son And the state of Maryland, considering his death as a murder. Friends, I'll tell you, I, I just, I almost got my gun and settled things. I was that hurt. I don't know what you see when you look up here, but this is somebody who's broken, and I walk with a limp. And I'm not gonna let death, I'm not gonna let bitterness, I'm not gonna let a church, religion separate me from Jesus. And I can tell you, because I know. He can help you in every one of those things. And if you would like prayer, I'll just, just I'll lay my hands on you and pray that the Lord would help you, no, no matter what it was that you heard in this message today. It's not counseling. I'm just going to pray. Just ask for God's strength to be upon you because I want you ready for when the master says, come on home. And so our worship team's going to sing, and then our service will be done. But if you want prayer, I'm going to be up here, and I'll just pray for you. So, Lord, I just thank you for our time today. Lord, I know that this message is not just about Fort Worth, that this message is about all around the world who are watching this service. And I want to say to them right now, Jesus is coming. You're hearing it from me. Let's get our life right now, because he's calling us home. Make it right. Ask him for your help, and I bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us. Lord God, thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives. Lord, help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.